Hello, welcome back to Let's Talk Title with Emmercoast Title Services. I'm host and president of ECTS, Dion Moniz, and our co-host... Ashley Bowen. And what do you do? I'm the director of operations and licensed title agent and all the other things. All the other things, <laughs> exactly. So uh, today we're going to talk about, uh, or we're going to give what we feel are top five tips for new real estate agents. Yes, we love um, new real estate agents and we love education. So let's give our top five tips today. Yep. All right. So uh, Ashley, what's our first one? First and foremost is find a title company that you can trust, um, that you can build a relationship with, hopefully one that has an attorney on staff or, or several attorneys on staff who are available and ready to help you. You mean like ECTS? Yep. We got a lot of it. We've got um, three attorneys on staff plus hundreds of other attorneys that we have access to through, through the firm, the law through firm, your yeah. law firm. That's right. Um, but Dion and Nathan and Allison are always willing to help. If, if there's a contract issue that comes up, um, talk to your closer, talk to me or Rachel or Lydia um, or Allison. And if the closer can't help you, we have attorneys that we can go to get an answer to your question and we can do it within, a, within the day, typically. I mean, I, as soon as I see your door open up, I go run in there with all my questions, don't I? <laughs> yep, exactly. And so, and obviously we would prefer to use ECTS, but uh, the benefit of having lawyers on staff, which all title companies do not have, is that if an agent has a question about how to word something for a contract, a lot of times I'll email them the language to cut and paste into the contract. Or if the parties are trying to get sideways, a lot of times I can step in and try to get the train back on the tracks. Or if one of the parties ends up being dead and we have to do a probate, we've got we can probate pull that. attorneys. Yeah, we can handle all that. Um, it's I think that find a title company if it's not us. I, I wish it were, but if it's not, find one that has an attorney on staff. That's a very big benefit to you and your clients. Yep. Okay, so number one tip: find your title agent. Preferably ECTS. <laughs> all right, number two: Is know your contract. Know your contract. Um, you should be able to explain the contract to your clients that you've just drafted for them. You should be able to explain what it means. Um, if you don't know how to read a contract, we offer new agent classes at eCar quarterly, typically, um, or call us. Well, we can do a one-on-one -on -one or a brokerage-only um, contract class for you, but knowing that contract, knowing what it means is huge. Um, when you have an, an older, more savvy agent that can throw language in or check boxes and, and you don't know how to read it and they get one over on you and then you get to closing and your client's paying three or $4,000 more for closing costs than you all expected, uh, that's a problem. So you should know how to read that contract for sure. Yeah, and just if you're in our area of Florida, which is the panhandle, the two primary forms are Farbar and Crisp. And we've got a whole class where we compare the two. Uh, we like Farbar better. We do. But when one of the huge, one of the big differences in those two is the computation of dates. One of them is calendar days, one of them is business days. And if you don't know which one you're computing, then you could miss all kinds of deadlines and therefore possibly um, forfeit your client's EMD for them. So it's just really important, I think, to know your contract front yeah. and back. You really know the, need to know the differences. And you'll um, never memorize that contract. Like you and I, we open it up and read it every single yeah. time, but at least we know where to look. We know what we're right. looking for because we've seen it so much. Exactly. And also as is, there's some nuances to the as is contract mm -hmm. or the vacant land contract. So anyway, know all your contracts, especially to Ashley's point, there are some more seasoned agents out there that do know the contracts. And if they get a hint that you're a baby agent and don't know the contract as well, 
they might pull a power move on you and slip, slip, slip something by you that's detrimental to your client and may end up costing you part of your commission. And it's a sad day when we see that happen. But it, we've seen it happen. We have. So. And I mean, I this is a new agent podcast, new agent tips. Um, I'm happy to help new agents draft your contract. Call me, I'll do it with you. We'll, we'll walk through it, tell me what you want and I can tell you which boxes to check. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so that was number two, know your number contracts. Number two, top tip number three, use a local lender. <laughs> Find a lender, get a relationship with a local lender. I can't tell you, I mean, you might've heard these horror stories, but they are real. Yes. We had a closing just last week um, on Okaloosa Island. They had an out of state lender. We were the day of closing and the lender said, we can't approve that condo. So the closing, I mean, just boop, day of closing. Luckily, Fire loses EMD. No, well, everybody was nice and we got them in touch with a local lender um, who is going to be able to use that appraisal, but still we need two more weeks for them to be able to close it. Buyer could have lost EMD. Could have lost EMD. The seller wasn't friendly. Nice, yeah. right. Um, so I've seen it happen more times than I even want to count how many times it's been bad. So local lender, if they have a, a great friend at the bank in Kentucky, their local bank, and they want to use them, um, don't let them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've just seen way too many horror stories where there are last-minute issues when it's a non-local lender. Who especially on condos. Yeah, because they don't know the property, they don't know the area, especially the all the land that's leasehold interest, mm -hmm. nine-year leases. You know, they don't know how to work that. And so uh, I've, I've had to have conversations with buyers where they're losing their EMD because they can't close because of something their lender screwed up even though it's not buyer's fault, but they're outside of that deadline uh, to be able to back out and get their EMD. So it, it could be an expensive lesson for the buyer, uh, which is why it's just better to stay local uh, and it's a, when it comes to lenders. It's a sad day when that happens, but if you need recommendation on local lenders for uh, VA loans or condo loans, um, we are happy to help um, give you some contacts. Yep, absolutely. All right, number four. Closing costs. Know your closing costs. And how to calculate them. Yep. So um, in the contract, unless you change the verbiage by scratching out some language and adding additional language, you have um, pretty much one area where you get to choose who pays closing, who pays the owner's title, insurance policy, and charges. Um, the seller will according to the contract, always pay the doc stamps on the deed. The buyer is always going to pay for the recording of the deed, recording of the mortgage, and the taxes on the mortgage. Um, the buyer will also always pay that lender's title insurance policy and endorsements. But the owner's policy and charges is the bigger title insurance policy. Um, and with that includes the closing fee, the title search, and the lien search. Um, so cl our closing fee is $595, the title search is $75, and the lien search, depending on where the property is located, is anywhere between $90 and $250. So that right there is almost $1,000. And then you've got your owner's title insurance yeah. premium. Um, so that's a pretty big chunk. Um, and just knowing how to calculate that, we have a closing cost calculator on our website, ECTS.com, um, where you can... It's pretty easy to use. If you have trouble using it, reach out to me. I can help walk you through it the first time and you should be able to handle it from there. Um, and I also have a PDF of a closing cost sheet that we can probably attach here to this podcast, a link yeah, to it. absolutely. Um, where you can go in and calculate how to calculate title premiums. Um, 
and also the recording of the deed and the mortgage and the taxes on the doc stamps um, on the deed and the mortgage. And so generally, at least for Walton, Okaloosa County, buyer pays the owner's policy and seller pays the doc stamps, whereas in Bay County, seller pays all of it. And so depending on what county you're in, you need to know the industry standard or, or the customary split. But sometimes it's more beneficial to flip that. And if you're on the seller side, have seller pay title and flip the doc stamps to the buyer because of reissue credits, which we won't get into. Those are prior podcast episodes. Just know when it's more beneficial. And our closing cost calculator can help do that. Mm -hmm. It can go through the different scenarios and tell you which one will net the buyer more or net the seller more, et cetera. So know all the different closing costs, know who, which party is supposed to pay the closing costs under the contract and how to negotiate those back and forth to get the best deal for your client. And I also have, we've got clients who've been our clients for years and years and years that use our closing cost calculator and sometimes they're like, oh, I'm, is this right? Will you just check it? And they send it to me and I look at it and can verify. I'm happy to do that anytime. Yeah. All right. Last one. Number five. Get involved with your local association. Yeah, these are top tips, right? I think yeah. that's a great tip. I am super involved in ECAR. I love it. My first committee at ECAR was the CAMO committee, the military um, community and military outreach committee, um, where we did a lot of social um, things for nonprofits. Um, we did a volleyball tournament for Building Homes for Heroes, um, went to the Fisher House on um, Eglin and cleaned it up. It's kind of like the Ronald McDonald house, but the military version of it. Um, and met some really great people. Mm -hmm. um, and those people that are on committees in ECAR typically end up becoming the leadership. They, they become uh, members of the board of directors. Um, they become chairs of committees and even uh, president of the, the board of directors. So yeah. um, I think it's great to start building relationships with um, your fellow realtors and meet these leaders. And I think the more that you hang out with leaders, that rubs off on you and, and you become one. Well, sure, and, and you gather mentors out of it. Mm -hmm. They so, may have suggestions for good title companies or good local lenders for you to use. Yeah. Or if they might've seen the same problem that you have and they have a, a way to fix it, but getting involved with eCar, meeting those people, networking, um, I think that's a great tip for number five. Yep, absolutely. It allows you to develop great relationships and you have other more experienced agents you can lean on if you have any issues. But it's also very fulfilling uh, just to get involved and help be a part of the association that's helping all the agents. So I think so. All right. So well, that's that, a good top five. That's a good top five. I like it. Mm -hmm. Good job. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's going to wrap it up for this rather short episode, but hopefully you got some benefit from it. So, uh, we will plan to see you next time where we're going to talk about VA loans and uh, what to do when the appraisal doesn't come in uh, just right, etc. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll see you later.